and welcome to Never Surrender by the Squinters. You may have noticed this is not Needles Renaissance Man. This is the man with a thousand names, but all you need to remember is one, and that's Growler. Yes, after some solid form in the Kneeful, I finally got my call up for the hosting debut. The nerves are high, the preparation is very low, and I've got some big footy bits to fill, with Needles off doing whatever it is that Needles does. But to help me fill the deep void left by a fearless leader, I have an all-star squinting panel to critique, dissect, and opine on the disappointing Giants from Friday night's spiteful round three clash with the, against the Bulldogs. Joining me today are two of Canberra's finest exports. Firstly, a big welcome back to Bub for 2020. Hello all. Great to how be was, back. How was the extended off-season, mate? Oh, long. I actually had a massive switch off from all football. I, I had no interest in any any lists or anything like that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, and then the the lockdown. How, how have you handled? How, how have you handled that? Well, uh, two little ones under the age of three. So there's been a lot of on uh, muting and off muting in <laughs> in conference calls. But Lots it's of Zoom um, yeah. <laughs> but it's actually been pretty good. I've, I've been back in the office. Um, in the CBD for about a month now, working three to four days. So it's all um, it's all slowly feels like certainly in Sydney getting back to a little more little bit of normality, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Victoria may be a different uh, different story, but mm. we might get to that a bit later in the pod. Um, and the second uh, the second squinter joining us today, um, our US correspondent Coco. A very 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 early good morning to you in Pennsylvania. Hello, Grella. Hello, Bob. Great to be here today. What's the what's the news stateside, mate? Uh, nothing really, mate. Just trying to uh, keep the head down, keep out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Radio. Well, maybe we'll just get get straight into it. Um, uh, but before we do start, we need to make a sincere apology to our loyal listeners who have been waiting. Um, some would say crying out for the pod this week. Um, we'll try to blame a few things, COVID-19, lockdown, short quarters, Leon Cameron, but really we, we just dropped the ball this week. So apologies. Um, but uh, unfortunately, we're not too dissimilar from the Giants from last Friday night. Um, boys, let's get, get into it. What happened? Mate, no good. I thought actually <laughs> one thing I didn't, I didn't appreciate, and I mean, we love this bloke on the pod, and that's our skip, Cogs. I thought he... Um, I thought he started pretty poorly with the um, firstly sending in Nicky Haynes to do the toss. I thought that was yeah. a, that sort of performative stuff never really works, right? Like you earn the right to do it, but then once you've earned the right to do it, you don't need to do it, you know? So it's it never, it never, um, it never sort of works out. And then the next thing, and then in the first, within the first minute or two, he gave away that 50. Mm. So that was a horrible start. It's so bizarre. It, yeah. As you said, the other day, Coco, is a sort of creative minds from, from last year with Adelaide Crows. <laughs> mate. Oh, so, mate, so I... the idea is to intimidate, right? I, I assume. But I don't really understand where the intimidation comes from there. Like, is it is it just to throw him off, maybe? Yeah, I think just to throw him off. But I love Haynes, like, but he's not the most intimidating kind of guy, you know. The... <laughs> no, he, he looked a bit confused why he was there as well. So He looked great, though. <laughs> no, mate. He looks yeah. pitcher, but uh, what, what, what did Bond say to him, mate? I'm going to break your throat again. <laughs> <laughs> your, your larynx. <laughs> yeah, but I'll uh, give but, it to Cogs, mate. It's only his second. 
what third game in charge so i think he'll realize that that's the sort of stuff that you know sounds all right but maybe it doesn't actually go over that well and not really not really the main role of the skipper and there's a reason that people don't do it yeah you know you're a skipper <laughs> you take the toss yeah, exactly. it's, it's like in cricket no one wants to field first you know yeah Similar. exactly mate it's bad decisions but, but the, the, the the um the aggro at the start i don't mind a bit of aggro i mean when you when you're playing good footy, aggro like we played our we played our best footy in the last probably certainly three years I think yeah. in in the final series of last year when we brought a lot of aggression but we also backed it up with with you know it was like you know majority of great football but a little bit of aggro um, and that really yeah, worked well for us. Yeah, it was more targeted bit, aggression I would have thought. But it, but it yeah, just it seemed a little bit over the top to me. I don't, I don't know yeah. what did you guys think? Yeah, I yeah agree, definitely. Mate. Yeah, I thought it was all it was all like performative stuff, you know, like trying to like jumper punches and you know sort of scragging. I mean, that's not yeah. that's not tough. Tough is like the bloke's got the ball, you tackle hard, or the toughest thing is putting your head in a tough spot, you know, like going back with the flight, that sort of stuff. That's the, that's tough footy, you know, and yeah, that's what they yeah. were doing in the finals last year. They weren't trying to pick a fight before the bounce and you know mm. give someone a little jumper punch. They were they were running hard at the footy in one line and flattening blokes and getting getting to the ball first. That's the and tough I mean, stuff. I mean, how intimidating can it be ripping someone's jumper off? Because, like, that's all you can bloody do, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it was, it, was, it was a bit sort of, I was getting, it was a bit laughable, to be honest. Yeah, but... and the, the three-quarter time melee, it's, <laughs> for, for me, if you're going to try to assert some authority on a game, you, you, you kind of need to do a bit, a bit earlier than three-quarter time when you're down by 20 points. <laughs> and they've just kicked, a, and, and then they just kick a goal. Yeah. And then, and then we, we try and fire up the aggression again, you know, yeah. like it, it, it kind of felt the whole game all waiting for a spark, um, which never really came. Like we, we did a lot of things wrong um, and it's happened for a couple of weeks now. It's just, it's, we've, we've had a massive funk coming out of the, coming out of this um, COVID period. It's, we're, we're probably one of the, we're kind of lucky yeah. we haven't had as much attention just given how poor some other teams have been like West Coast. It's it's really interesting that some of the top teams last year, West Coast Tigers and us, mm. are all like come out of this the pandemic, and they're all struggling. We're all struggling so hard. <clears throat> yeah. yeah what, what do you put that down to? Is it? Um, I guess everyone would have uh, prepared, you know, slightly different, differently. I think I think even some teams are training differently. Um, so I think we're going to talk a little bit about the Essendon. Um, uh, COVID um, issues a bit later, but I know they're training in um, back forward mid groups, where others are, are, are training in smaller groups across, you know, mixing um, across their um, across the groups. Is do you think it's preparation? Is it is it the mindset? Or what what do you think it is? I think hunger. Um, yeah, hunger. hunger. I think there's there's two pieces. Um, mm-hmm. I think number one is that our um, you know teams teams are built you know, and different things. And we've got a lot of extremely highly talented players. And so our best skill is like, is actually our skills, you know, and teams like say North Melbourne, for example, they're tough and, you know, really tough and hard. And they beat us at that game and made us play their game. But our, our greatest, you know, the thing that sets us apart from other teams is our skill level, which has been, which is so high. We've got so many talented players, but the skills have been just atrocious. So I don't know if they're not, they're, mm. I mean, and I know they can only do, you know, there's two blokes kicking, you know, kick to kick in the, for eight weeks, which can't help. Um, but I, I think the skills is our number one 
that's how like non-negotiable is hitting targets. I mean, blokes like Zachy Williams taking on those 45 degree kicks across the center mm. of the ground that you wouldn't try in a hundred years, but mm. we've got blokes that just lace them out all day long. And that really starts our run and everything is on the back of our, um, the beautiful skills that a lot of our players have, and we just can't do that. So I think, you know, and then the toughness is also, but for us, that's secondary to, you know, having those skills up and about. And so I think that's number one for us. And the second piece, I think, is we've often done it, like in the first couple of years, if we were ever favourite for a game, the blokes would come out and just go through the motions and just wait for it to happen and then yeah. we'd lose. And I feel like now, right, that they've the focus has been, oh, the grand final last year, we've got to do better than the grand, we've got to do better this year. And so it's almost like they're waiting for the finals to come round without realising that, you know, there's 17, you know, most of the sides are pretty decent in the comp, you know, there's, there's not many that you can beat without playing, you know, at least to some sort of level. Um, so I, th- I feel like they're just waiting for it to happen. They're looking around, they're like, oh, Jez will do something, Toby will do something, you know, Cogs, Cogs and Ward are your back, we'll wait for them to do it. And I, I, we've done that, we do that in a lot of our losses, those really flat losses we have. It's just like, we're just, everyone's just looking at each other going, when to final start, you know, Wardy will get us there. That's that's how I th- that's how I see it. Yeah, and and the other point is, is we've had we've had some really disappointing performances from some from some really kind of key leaders um, or, or ex leaders in the club, and, and a lot of them are the mature players. You know, um, Phil Davis has been bloody shit house. Um, Mate, I had him on the list, bub. What do you think? What do you think's happening with uh, Big Phil Davies down back? Mate, it must be his. Um, Maybe a few scars from playing himself in the grand final while he was unfit last year. Yeah, mate, do you reckon it's scar know. tissue up through that calf that was obviously busted? <laughs> or do you think it's scar tissue on the uh calf? Referred scar tissue in, yeah. into the, the mindset. Yeah. Yeah, is it is it across is it, is it across the uh the old memory box, the scar or, tissue upstairs? Or, or, or maybe he didn't want to give away the captaincy. I wonder about that too. But he had yeah. I, I, just in that first quarter, he had three clangers. He got Josh Bruce. I mean, the bloke that's been to, you know, half the clubs in the comp because, you know, he can't really get a game. I mean, Josh Bruce was tearing him up in the first quarter. He beat yeah. him twice in a row and then yeah. Davis dropped that mark. And then, and then the good, other one... It's a good is, point is... about the captaincy, though, because mm. some players, and, and, and maybe he's one of those that actually perform better with the responsibility of captaincy. And so mm. some, you know, there's a school of thought that you take the captaincy away and you can concentrate on his game, but maybe that was really important to his game and he took that responsibility on. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other senior players, you know, I, I, the other player I thought got absolutely towed, um, Sam Jacobs in the ruck. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've got some stats later where, you know, when you look at the data, he actually, around the ground and, and in the stoppages, we actually did pretty well. We, you know, clearances were pretty even. Um, he, he smashed in, you know, Tim English in the ruck taps, but around the ground, geez, he looked slow, like yeah. super disappointing. And, and a few times we were just um, pretty disorganised. Um, yeah. You know, there was, a, there was a time where you saw Zach Williams on Tim English in the back, and I don't know whether yeah. it's we're not working hard enough or any of these sorts of things. But, um, but Mate, is, so, that yeah. the, so, is that the first time Timmy English has been up and about or what? Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen him tear a game apart? If he was kicking straight, mate, he would have been bog. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it flattered us. The, the end scoreline. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, I mean, we're lucky for Tim Hay. Like, well, Hainsey stepped up and, and probably saved about six goals. He was brilliant, yeah. Yeah. 
So, Bob, you mentioned you have some stats, but before we sort of jump into how we fix the, the current um, doldrums the Giants are in, um, is the consensus that we were bad and they, and, but they weren't too good or were we just outplayed? Yeah, I'm with Bob. I think they, they outplayed us across the board, mm. but they, um, they, I mean, they obviously won comfortably, but they also let us off at the same time. I mean, what, what was the end margin? 20 points or something? Or a bit more in the end, uh, it could have been could have been double that easily. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, Bob, you mentioned you got some stats. Yeah. yeah How so, we, so we've had so, two pretty bad losses. Um, definitely should have won. Where where are we losing these games? So I've I've, um, I've whittled it down to to three to three kind of key points. Um, so first of all. Disorganized backline, which is which is something we haven't really associated with with the Giants for a long time. Just given you know Sammy Taylor, Phil Davis, Hardcore, these kind of guys have, have been particularly solid. It's been and, our strength, and, or one of yeah, our strengths. Yeah, and and a lot of that disorganized backline falls into um, not only positioning but also the runoff halfback, which is which is really our biggest strength. You know. And, and and some of the some of the data so handballs and handballs is something which is a bit of a barometer for us because we use it so much running out of our back line mm. so 126 handballs to 90 handballs in the game so we were absolutely yeah. smashed hmm. the other one was you know and and a leading in late leading from that is 44 inside 50s to 29 our 29 oh. um, and then right. and then the other point I'd be is Zach, Zachy Williams averaging 12 touches this year per game versus last year yeah. at 24. What do you reckon about Zaki, mate? I uh, I had a message from my brother. I thought he was looking a little lunchy out there. You reckon, you reckon he's fit? What What did he look like round one? Do you think it's a COVID lockdown? Yeah, you know, we, we all you know we can all put our hand up and say we maybe put a couple of extra kilos on during the lockdown. But can we give him some some leniency, maybe? Yeah, mate, I forgive Zachy every day of the week. I, I don't know if he's come, you know if he's not in not in the best nick at the moment. Who I th- I think one thing too with Zachy though, I mean in the in the North game he played a lot more forward as well, and I, I just don't mm. understand. I mean he's such a weapon off half back, mm. and then even and even switching in the midfield if we need him, I just can't understand why you'd play him. I mean he's one of our like real key pillars, you know, with yeah. that drive mm. of halfback. So I just can't understand how you'd play him anywhere else unless you I need to step up in what, the guts. I don't understand what he's adding to that forward line as well. Yeah. Um, especially with Toby there. Um, yeah. Well, I I, I, I think it was game. it, it may play it, much. What's that, Graham? Did he play much forward in the um, Bulldogs game? I don't think he did as much as the North game. No, he was more more back. But yeah, I know. I but so so that's an issue. I mean, I don't know whether he's. I mean, he's obviously got a sign on this year, as well, yeah. which is always a bit concerning. Mm. Um. So that's so so that so that was kind of the first point. Disorganized backline. The, can the I second keep, can one. I keep you. Can I keep you on the backline yeah. for a yeah, minute? Yeah, please do. Yeah, because what my thing with the backline is, I mean, I think you need really specific role players down back, and mm. I think. I mean, we've we've got to identify those blokes and let them do it every week. And in the like in the grand final, I'm still not over Sammy Taylor playing on Dusty 
You know, like that's mm. a hor- that, that's mm. not the matchup. And Sam Taylor, he's beautiful, mate. Big bloke. He looks even bigger this year, doesn't he? He looks good. Mm. Um, I mean, he, you know, dropped that mark and stuff, but you know, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but I think you need, I think you need him and Davis playing key, um, and then Nicky Haynes is the intercept, and then we've got, um, and then Zach Williams is the real driver off half back, and mm-hmm. then we've got Hardcore, Heater, and Heater. And we've got uh, Lockie Ash, whose game I thought was pretty good. I was really happy with him on yep. the weekend. Uh, and we've got a couple of these other blokes. And and I mean, I've been a big Cummins opponent from, for from it. a few weeks ago. Yeah, come. I thought I thought he was okay too. And you know, mm. um, but he obviously you know got axed. Um, and so my question is, I mean, I think we need. I I, I think hardcore. We've got these players, a lot of mid-sized forwards in the comp that are tearing games apart, like Dusty. Dugowie, Dangerfield when he's forward, the Bond, those sort of players. And to me, I think Hardcore is big and he's fast. So he should he should get a role every week. I mean, because he's sort of playing that fourth tall almost or trying to intercept mm. a bit like Nicky Haynes, but he can't do it the same as Haynes. And mm. so I think he needs to be in a role every week. And then my next question is like, who plays on like Eddie Betts and like Charlie Cameron now? Because I know Heath Shaw does, but he's getting—I mean—he's getting a bit long in the tooth for that sort of stuff. Mm. So yeah. I just think we need some organisation, you know, like in in that regard, and we need those matchups. Yep, I I agree. I I've I've, I've kind of my personal view is I think Heath has passed his best. Yeah. So I I would actually I'm more than happy for Cummins to be playing in there and 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 we take the take the good with the bad because I, I think he's he's clearly yeah. the future back pocket. Well, do you think yeah. he's? But do you think him and Ash? There's room for both of them. No. No, I think I just wanted to probably blood Ash, because they had yeah, they had yeah. some some laid outs. Okay. Yeah. Um. But but I I think, I mean Ash is a I think he's he'll be an absolute gun. Yeah. He looked, yeah. Um. But but Cummins just has a number. Of, he probably has three preseasons under his belt. Yeah. Um. Yep. So the other the other point was so number two was. The mids and the rucks were serviceable in the clearances when you look at the data, but around the ground they just didn't work hard enough. Um, so, so that's yeah, like I said, the the, the clear, you know, the hit outs, twenty seven to seventeen. So Jacob smashed it, um, not surprising. But um, and the stoppages are also in line. But you, you always know when the midfield's not working hard enough when the uncontested possession you get smashed by. You know, yeah. one ninety two mm. to one sixty six. You know yeah. that just screams of a of a midfield that's just not working hard enough. Yeah. Um. And then and then obviously just the 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 issue with Jacobs and getting kind of six possessions for the game versus Tim English at fifteen and and he, and if he kicked straight it probably could have been three goals. Yeah. Um. So. so Bub is someone that's played in the mid a lot more than Coco and I. <laughs> in the midfield more than Coco and I. Um. If if uh, the big cab sab is winning. It sounds like far more um, tips than than his opposition, but we're still only breaking even on the clearances. Is that is that an yeah, issue? That, is that the, yeah, it's an issue. Is yeah. that a something that just you know the midfield getting used to um, used to him as a ruckman and getting some um, coordination between the group? Yeah, mate, are, they, are they working off a different clock face or something, mate? Where's ten? You know, isn't it just ten or two? Yeah, it's a different time zone. You know, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. But but the, the funny thing is, is like Mummy would would probably on most occasions be kind of fifty fifty. 
Yeah. But in, in most occasions, we actually liked the scrap in the mids, you know, that we were used to the scrap. His mummy was always kind of like a 50-50 kind of ruckman, yeah. most of the time losing, actually. We're not actually used to winning. Yeah, um, but yeah. a bit, I mean, it also is a gl- bit of a glaring hole, Timmy Taranto not being there. And I, I kind of, you know, he's, he's, clearly a, he's clearly a weapon, but it's, it's kind of really coming, you know, coming to the fore now how important he was to that mids. Because Hopper is, is a great player when he's got super, you know, super class around him. And, yeah, yeah. you know. yeah. Um, and and I think yeah I think like clearly Kelly out Lockie Whitfield out Toby out like we we did have have some outs but still you know you can't get away from just not working hard enough and that was clear when you have when you got your back line that are kind of chipping it around because your midfield's not creating that kind of link up and it actually puts position puts everyone out of position because um, you know getting to the third point is that. You know, because we weren't running out from the back line, it meant all of our forwards had to move forward up the ground. Yeah. Um, it means that they're out of position. You know, Jezza Cameron getting the ball on the wing when he should be getting the ball inside 50. And, mm. and when we play our best footy, we've got the orange tsunami running from the back line, Zachy Williams handballing, Lockie Whitfield, you know, they're all running. Stormy Daniels is thereabouts. And we're kicking it deep. Yeah. And so a lot of those, you know, that, that was just a complete missing cog and we haven't had it for about two weeks now. Yeah, yeah. When we're playing well, we get those those run on like they're kicking into the fifty, but half the time they're kicking into space into the fifty, and then all mm. our play and our players are even doubling back and running onto it. You know, that's yeah. when we, that's when the orange tsunami's up and about. Yeah, I tell you what, one thing I picked up from the forward line, which I wasn't impressed with, is uh, you know the forward line's in trouble when Big Dorsal, the laconic superstar, is the hardest working forward on the ground. Ah. He, 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 I've never seen him run, and I've never seen him chase. He was he was, he was chasing and tackling. Mate. When oh, he's work, when if he's if he's showing the boys how to do some hard work, you got big issues because oh, he mate. is. Yeah, yeah. He's not there to do the work. And I tell you what, old, old Zachy Langdon did, didn't cover himself with glory. Did did he did he get the donut possessions or did he get one? I don't. Know. I, th- I think he got a. Oh really? He got a, he got his first kick deep into the third quarter. I think. I'm actually big on Zachy uh, Langdon. I thought uh, at some stages last year, yeah, and I thought um, my my greatest fear last year was that he was going to come back and push um, Stormy Daniels out of the side. Um, mm. But he's um, yeah, this year he's just been I, I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe he's been out for a fair while, but he's not he's not quite back to the level we saw sort of two years ago. No, and it doesn't help that our delivery going forward in general yeah. just like I, I kind of feel like a lot of the issues were because of issues in our back line and our mids, you know, and yeah. there's like, like Harry Himmelberg is like he's clearly he's like one of the best. I think, yeah. you know, in the last year, he was like top three in the league for, for goal assists. You know, yeah. you, you can't be goal assisting when you're when you're up on the wing trying to get a kick because your back line's not running it, running it forward. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I do. It was I do feel for the forwards training. a bit. Yeah. 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 So you don't think there's a structural thing in the forward line, Barb? It's, it's more just no, quickness no. of delivery. Exactly, yeah. 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 And one other piece I saw, with just talking about the forward line, Jezza Cameron more specifically. As you said, like I don't think he's, you know, he hasn't, had, hasn't had the opportunities, um, is a big piece of it. But did you see in the paper that um, last season, and the reason he said he did so well and, you know, won the Coleman and the rest of it was that they let him do extra fishing out on the harbour. Did you guys see that? 
<laughs> so they've actually upped his fishing hours last year. And then this year, in the, I mean, he goes out by himself or with his dog, but he's at the moment he can't get out on the on the harbour <laughs> and, and reeling them in. So a bit of a concern that, I mean, I don't know if that's sort of, sort of some sort of conspiracy that's come f- through the AFL and the Victorian government to the New South Wales government to keep him grounded. But I think that's oh, a, dear. we need to get Jezza back out. I don't yeah, know if we can. Yeah. I don't know if we can build. Maybe we can build some sort of uh, fishing pond or something in his backyard. See if that'll do the trick until he's allowed back out on the water. Yeah. And, and, and while e- we're at e- it, sports and, games or something. And while we're at it, we should get some Coldplay on the on, on their pond <laughs> <laughs> instead of the crowd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yellow exactly. <laughs> Radio. So so uh, we promised some dissection of the game, and thanks. Thanks, Bub, for bringing that. That was um, that was really good. Um, so, it sounds like back line needs to lift a bit. Midfield work rate needs to lift. Forwards just need some delivery. Um, does any actually, of this yeah. does any of this actually mean any ins and outs um, for this week? So, some late mail just before we um, jumped on the pod tonight. It looks like Kelly, Toby, and Whitfield will play this Friday night. I actually had, um, before we get there, Grail, I just had one yeah, positive sure. as well. Um, how good's Harry Perryman going on the wing? Ah, uh, uh, Leading the Coleman, leading it, you know, he's, he's winning the positives lock, lock for it us. In. Winning those one-on-one contests too, it's huge having a wingman like that. And I just thought yeah. as well, we've had, um, I thought the young blokes as well that have played have been really good. Uh, Jai Caldwell, I've been really impressed mm. with him. Um, yep. Although, you know, he's played four games now and he's 0 4 for the club, so I mean, if he's unlucky, we've got to get him out, regardless of how good he is. <laughs> but I thought Lockie Ash was really good. Um, I love Tom Green when he debuted, mm. and um, Jackson Hately. I mean, he's had a few games yeah. here and there. He mm. um, he really impressed me on Friday night, um, and it and his skills I think are excellent. But it was his, actually mm. his toughness that I really um, picked up on. Like he was splitting the one-on-one contest, really putting his body over it, um, and I think that's something Lockie Whitfield does that he doesn't get the raps for. Mm. But I really feel like Jackson. Haley was moving into that Lockie Whitfield role, which is um, just brilliant. Although he probably comes out this week, speaking of ins and outs, and you know, like if you're getting those three coming in, Whitfield's yeah. not in though because he played. Uh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. Yeah, but uh, I think he's been confirmed that he can play. So Langdon yep. will go out for Toby. Yep. And Ash will probably go out for Kelly. Yep. Yep. Do, do we unless they keep, yeah? Do we need to, Bob? Just based on your sort of assessment there, do we need to make any changes to the back line? So, do well, we need well, to swing well, the axe at yeah, all, or is it not yeah, that time yet? Well, I, I kind of feel like Collingwood is an is an interesting prospect because we when we've we've actually got a pretty good win rate against Collingwood, and yes. the last couple of times we've we've beaten them, um, what what we kind of did did well, um, or what worked well was was we actually had a big mismatch against Grundy. So Grundy's clearly yeah. the dominant ruckman, and, and he's probably going to towel Jacobs up on the weekend. But what we did last year was we played Mummy and um, old Dawson Simpson, and yeah. it created a big mismatch, and it, and it and it and it worked for us. So I don't know whether we 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 may go back and try and try and bring you know double team him again this yeah. week um, potentially. Uh, so so that's kind of another. Um, another and 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 the other the other areas in our backline, playing against Collingwood actually don't have a tall backline. Mason oh, Cox yeah. is, isn't around. They've got Stevenson. They've got um, 
Like they've got, I don't know, there's Elliot. That, that Elliot, you know, yeah. they're, they're pretty small and nimble. Like, hardcore yeah. is probably not a position for him, arguably, this week. I think we should play him on Dugowie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. Think, I think we should yeah. go hardcore, mate. Down all day. You're as big, you're, you're bigger and faster than mm. he is. Just your job is to stay on him and just make sure he doesn't do anything and just, and just smash him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him, get him back out in the weights yard at Long Bay for a day, just so he can reconnect <laughs> and get him pumped up. He's he's a bit of a freak of an athlete, old um, old core. I mean, uh, uh, hardcore. I mean, a lot of our backline are like, yeah. Some of them can actually play small. I've I've seen Sammy Taylor play on smalls and do well. Yeah, because he's he's just a competitive animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think hardcore is that role, but that's the thing. Heater. I mean, he's probably going to end up playing on Jamie Elliott. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. And then Will Hoskin Elliott as well, but I think who I think Haynes will sort of cover him, or yeah. um, and then they've got either got Cox, too, yeah. Cox or um, that other bloke. Um, I don't think Cox Majacek. is Cox is injured, isn't he? Oh, he's out. Okay, We've, so who yeah. they got? Majacek and what? Semi Taylor. They'll probably Sammy play like, Semi Taylor yeah. and Majacek, and then Davis will zone off a little and try and stop it in the air before yeah. the smalls can go to work. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the only other the only other decision is is whether we do the two rucks against Grundy. Which is our our biggest deficiency probably against Collingwood. Yeah, so, so that's bringing Mummy back in, right? Yeah, yeah, because because we don't really have any other alternative. Like Flynn is maybe two weeks away from his getting back from his Rico, and and look, he he does look really good. So more, yeah. he could be a second half of the season prospect. Um, and then the other the other fellow from Penno, I, th- I can't remember his name. Briggs. Uh, Briggs. Yeah, he's 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 just he's still in a bit yeah. of a learning phase. It's probably a bit early for him. So are we are we calling for it? Oh, they've already I announced don't mind the team. that. It, I yeah, don't have they already that. announced um, it? <laughs> to, to be honest, if we, I don't think they have. Um, if if we've kept Mummy on for to play, you know, pinch in a couple of games, and yeah, you know, the, the double team worked for us last year. I don't see any reason why you don't call on him and and say, Mummy, go to town in this game and have a couple of weeks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who would you leave that. out? Oh, that's why I don't like to be on the selection. <laughs> you know, you'd probably you'd probably leave out. Um, did we did we say Haley? Um, you said it a few yeah. times, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 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 maybe Caldwell, Caldwell. You know, yeah. like. Um, but I, I yeah, I'd, I'm sort of in two minds about it because our forward line is should be so dominant. You know, the dorsal. Um, and then you've also got Jezza. We've we've got enough firepower there that we don't necessarily yeah. need to. But anyway, but look, I'm not against it. I'm not necessarily calling for it, but it's it's a it's a potential. I wouldn't be disappointed if they did it. Yeah, it might just be a little circuit breaker too. I mean, Mummy was mm. always um, such a spiritual leader, especially a couple of years ago when he first came across. You know, and the blokes would be walking taller with the big Mummy in the side. So mm. I don't know if it's time to bring him back, and you know. Yeah. Maybe get that leadership, but I don't know if that's, you know, I'm already at panic stations over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. So, uh, anything else that you want to cover on last week's game or, or the game coming up against Collingwood Friday night? Um, should be a great game, actually. Um, you know, Friday night. I sh- no. here's my lack of preparation coming in. I assume we're at the MCG. No, 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 we're, we're no, playing we're at Defiant Stadium, man. Oh, it is. Mm. Friday night, it's 
at, um, at the Beanstalk. That's amazing. Ooh. It's it's great um, getting all these Friday night games, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Um, I don't yeah. know. We, we, we've just played like dog shit the last two weeks. It's, <laughs> you know, right now it's kind of hard to kind of think we just we just turn it all back on and the Ferrari gets, you know, gets started. I don't know. But that's how it's happened for us before. Yeah, I know, like we talk I know. about these losses we have. And Every year no we way go out. through this. Yeah, and there's no way out. There's no way out. And then all of a sudden, mate, they just show up. And I think <laughs> the, I think it just sinks, sinks in with the players that, you know, I don't have to wait for one of those other superstars to do it, you know, because I think that's what they do. They yeah. sit there and they say, gee, Toby's going to light up tonight. And mm. then, you know, I think they just realise that they don't have to wait for that. Um, and that, you know, everyone just everyone just plays their game. And it does, what I would love to see, and to me, the toughness for us, it isn't about, you know, jumper punches. It's about um, executing those risky kicks. To me, that is that is bravery, is when you see Zachy Williams lace out a player on a 45-degree kick into a dangerous spot, and he'll land it between two defenders right on the tit of whoever wants it. And I think that's the stuff, that those sort of dangerous kicks really chopping through the defense that that for me is that's the bravery we need to show yeah completely agree okay um we might move it along i know i know coco's got to get a uh, a day started over there in the u.s so um i thought it might be worth just touching on a bit of news across the afl and um um the one that's um really pricked my attention this week is the um, Essendon saga, um, COVID positive or potential <laughs> positive COVID-19 case um, with Connor McKenna. Um, what's your take on, on this, guys? So again, some late mail I've, I've read today, it's apparently a potentially a false positive. Um, I think like it is. I don't think it's a potential. I think it's, it's, a... it's confirmed. Okay. Yeah, I think it's confirmed. Um, and then the other strange thing about this is, you know, there's footage of him there spitting and <laughs> doing a Bushman's, clearing his nose, tackling everyone. And then, but they're, they're claiming that there's only one other player that's required to self-isolate. Um, I don't really know how that works, but is this just something we're going to have to deal with for the rest of the season, do you think? Just, you know, as, as you know, clubs, um, well, you know, it sounds like there's a bit of a spike in Victoria over the last week or so. Um, is this hysteria? Is, is this something, is this the new normal as they're talk, talking about? It's got to be the new normal, you know, because the reality is, is if we, if we do let it snowball, then, then the season's done for the year and, and, you know, it leaves, leaves probably the AFL in a precarious position from a financial perspective, but, you know, not to mention the players. So I think it's, we have to take it seriously um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's something that we're going to have to deal with for the rest of the season. I mean, we're in this difficult situation now where, um, you know, the game's obviously been postponed, um, and then they need to obviously make up a new, make up a game for the year. And it's going to be interesting to see kind of how many times that happens yeah. this year, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to see, to see what games need to be made up when they get made up, because I think that's, that's kind of yeah. the essence behind the shorter minutes in the quarters it's to allow for maybe a midweek game catch up, um, which we, which we're going to have to see at some stage. So, yeah, no, I look. It's I think it's unfortunately it's a, something we're going to have to deal with this year. Yeah, and I, I think too they've got the. I mean, the back end of the season's all open. So if they have to have a bye week, um, 
you know, there's a game in the bye week or that sort of thing, you know, you could do that. I mean, if a team's got to make, if a club's got to make up several um, games, I don't know if they, something like even two bye weeks going into the finals. I don't know, it'd be strange if your your season's done and then you're waiting to see if you can get knocked out of the finals by another mm. club. But, you know, I mean, that's what we've got to do to get the season um, going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but, but, but I agree. It's, it's a bit strange that James Stewart is the only other player that is it was apparently impacted um when when i think they were supposed to be training in groups of seven or eight or something like that so yeah i mean and, i'm not sure they, were, what's, they yeah. were definitely training in their um uh, backs mids forwards groups as well yeah so yeah. the implication there is that you know if if he has come in close contact with um everyone within that training group their back line's gone so yeah. <laughs> um, it was it, they did it normal session and then they did a wait session inside after the main session i think that was when that was when he was with the back line that was right. my understanding did he play against the swans last week no i think he was he was still isolating okay from what okay. i could understand yeah so unfortunately it's something something we just got to deal with um and you know i think it's a you know it, it's it's just We've got to we've got to move on, I guess. Yep. No, I, I think that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else from the the week in AFL news that you guys, um, you know, yeah, drew well, your one, attention? Uh, Johnny Patton hasn't got any quicker, has he? I don't know if you guys saw the old general run around on Friday. No, they they look they had a great win against the Tigers, but oh. You know, you, you kind of all the frustrations we, we had had on the watching the general play for the Giants, mm. um, you know, flared up again because geez, he's a he's a he's a he's a bit of a he's a unit, but he's yeah. a slow slow moving unit. How is his kicking, Bob? I didn't I didn't watch the game. Well, he didn't get a kick. Oh no, he got <laughs> he, he he had a couple of kicks, but yeah, he's, he he get he finds it hard to get the ball because yeah, because he's, he's just just slow. Yeah, if it's um, not in his path as well. He's not deviating, is he, to scoop it up? No, no. And and the other loss was Tomo, who he was kind of you know the two big losses we had last year. But, oh, yeah, I haven't seen any of their games. How's he been going? Well, well, the demons didn't play on the weekend, but I I didn't actually see the, the one two weeks ago. But I'm interested to see how he goes. I do hope he, I do like Tomo, so I hope he hope he does well. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you actually. I don't hold, and I know, you know, it's a real fan thing to hate all the players that leave, but I don't hate, I mean, none of the players that have left that I've really wanted to stay. And so I don't mm. really hold, I, I don't have yeah. anything in me against any of these blokes and I really hope they do well. Yeah. And, and I think the other part of that is I don't think um, all of them were of their own decision as well. Mm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Although, I don't know, what about the general? At least the general's out there, mate. He refused to play for us at the back end of last year. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad example. Hey, um, Grail, I just had one more as well. I was looking um, with Phil Davis, and congratulations to the big unit on uh, his life membership at the club. Um, yes, so definitely. I think the life members, from a playing perspective, is it's Phil Davis, Cal Ward, and Jeremy Cameron. Um, but I was just looking at the games played, thinking about who, you know, it, this is the time that a few blokes are going to cross that mark, um, which is really exciting for the club and huge. Um, and you'll only get more excited when I read out the blokes that might be in line to make that life membership this year. We've got um, Toby Green on 147 games. 
Love that. Yeah. Then yeah. Heater on 138 games. Yeah. Oh, got... well, he... Yeah, he may make it. Yeah, these are these are all questionable. And then we've yeah. got um, Cogs, Cogs, and Lockie Whitfield on 136 games. And we've got Desi Haynes on 131. So he probably won't make it. But I don't know. You know, if the final, if they end up doing a you know best of three grand final and the rest of it, maybe Nicky Haynes will get there too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I just think that's a pretty. Um, it shows you that those sort of cutoffs, you know, and there, there was discussion last year on the pod about you know the life membership cutoffs. But it shows you something like that sort of separates the players, right? Because they're only they're only our really great players that are going to make that mark this stage. Yeah. No. Definitely. And and, and I imagine that's a big carrot for some of these guys that are looking to, to, to sign contracts now. You know, you're potentially yeah. a couple of years away from from a life membership being there from the start. Yeah. Um, you know, there's it's a it's a bit of a carrot if if we can't pay what other clubs pay. Yeah, well, even like Zachy Williams, right? He's sort of around that hundred game mark. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's hopefully he's sort of thinking about that, and it comes up. I worry that I worry that Zachy, uh, there's no money in the kitty for Zachy. I, I I'm resigned to the fact that I think Finlayson's is basically in my mind. I think he's he's a, he's a goner. Which is yeah. which is oh, fine. Really? You'll get better opportunities and is that and explaining get, get... his tackling pressure? Bob? Maybe, maybe motivation. But um, you know, Zaki, oh, yeah, that that would hurt if um, if he left. He seems to though. I mean, he's got a lot of love for the club and Sheedy because you mm. know he was off on in the academy, but then came off the rookie list. But you're yeah, right. Yeah. You know, you got to uh, the club needs to show that back to him, right? And obviously, Jez is up this year too, so that's one we're still waiting on. Yeah, I think Jez will stay. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Coco. I don't know how far your research went, but um, Heath Shaw's over three hundred games, right? So, yep. Is would he be a life member of Collingwood as well? Um, I just he he. So he's definitely then plays. He must have played about one hundred seventy odd or one hundred sixty, one hundred seventy for Collingwood. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, a lot of clubs actually do premiership players are life members. Generally, is is that? Do you blokes know if that's how they I do don't it? Know. I think. And do they have a pretty... higher criteria for 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 Probably, traditional club clubs? Maybe. You know, like the. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, if it, he, I don't think he he wouldn't have played two hundred, but definitely more than one fifty. But he's also a. Yeah. Um, He's also a premiership player, so he might be a life member. He'll be so he yeah. could soon be a dual international. Well, wow. <laughs> um, but I think the other thing is, if you're a career. life member, yeah, if you're a life member, you get tickets to the granny and all sorts of things, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd want yeah. to be on the ground if I was a life member. <laughs> <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> so, um, Grail, can I just ask you one question? How are you seeing things from uh, Leon? <laughs> I'll be getting a bit of grief about this one. Are you sharpening um, the axe there, Grail? Like, yeah, he's no, the no. I, um, I, I don't know where all these rumours came from about uh, people the executioner, axe, axe Leon <laughs> last year. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm of the um, opinion, I think um, both you are in agreement that the um, it's, it's on the players over the last couple of weeks. I don't think there's too much that you can point directly to to Leon Um, uh, I don't yeah I I would say I don't think Leon is going to be the the coach for the next sort of five years um, 
but um, I don't think at this stage, I'm not calling for a, a head at this point in, in the season um, because I think there is time to turn it around. And I think, um, as, as Bob's kind of alluded to, I think it's it's a little bit on the players and the work rate at the moment um, rather than strategy. Stay tuned play. for next week when you uh, swing the axe. I, I, <laughs> I can turn pretty quickly, Bob. So, <laughs> so is he going to be our first premiership coach? Uh, well, yeah, he will make the end of this season, so yes. <laughs> Is that the right answer? Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the right answer. Very good. Okay, um, well, unless there's anything else from anyone um, on the pod, we might call it there for the night. Um uh, thank you um, both of you for joining um, and again thank you for all listeners for tuning in um, apologies for once again for the, the delay this week but um, looking forward to a big weekend um, big Friday night at the Beanstalk um, hopefully another win for the Giants um, it's been good thanks Bub never surrender and thank you Coco Never surrender, stay safe, and congratulations on your initial cast, Growler. (laughs) Thank you. Hardest working player, maybe Caniglio. And Caniglio said uh, third to him.